And here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular ever. Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Kavanagh. With me as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film, past or present, absolutely amazing, or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach. I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kip. Love the yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, Kip Kip's great. He is uh, he's he's quite the guy. I see a young Zach in Kip, even though we're about the same age. <laughs> so. I think you're from Fresno, of all places. Really? In real life, yeah. Huh. The more you know. Interesting. And I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> I'm just. I I feel like I read that like while I was doing my homework on this motion picture show. Yeah, from Fresno, Buzzfeed? California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Aaron, Aaron Rule, I guess, is his name. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I will rule you. (laughs) I watched that too. I watched that right. No joke. I watched that right after Napoleon Dynamite. It was like, uh, since you like this, you might like this. I'm like, God damn right I do. So I hit play. What do you want, you boob? (laughs) Jimmy King boob. Purple slush. (laughs) What does he say? $1.35. He's like, I got (laughs) $1.34. Yeah. He's like, how's the weather in there? Cold today? Hot tamale. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good movie i enjoy it but anyways i'm great man how are you uh i'm good today's been rough yes for those of you watching the news you can see that there were terrorists that stormed the capitol building and uh it really had a pretty tremendous effect on me like i was literally like holding back tears like around like 12 45 12 50 or so at a meeting i had to go to and i was just like it it made me unprepared i was literally just like struggling to speak because i was just so distraught from what i saw on my tv it was crazy yeah i agree completely i was very very upset but uh yeah a lot of craziness going on and i just want people to be safe um it's it's disgusting what has happened there it's disgusting that these rioters these terrorists you know stormed the capitol and uh yeah fuck them seriously fuck them and and the 14 senators and 100 plus congressmen and women and yeah the presidents all need to just fuck off and go to jail yeah that piece of shit (laughs) so irritated i'm I'm hoping i'm hoping by the time this podcast comes out we will enact the 25th amendment and his ass will be out because i'm just done man i'm so done with this shit but there is slight good news um georgia did the right thing and Warnock and uh, Ossoff were were elected as senators. So uh, yeah, the uh, the House, the Congress, and uh, the presidency are flipping blue. I mean, we should say the Senate are flipping blue. So that's yeah. that's positive, right? That is positive. Hell yeah! And it's, it's crazy. You can't. It's, it's like impossible to celebrate something like that too. I know just because today was so just marred with grossness. I but know. Either way, I mean, enough about that. Uh, what have you been watching besides the news? Um, so yeah, uh, I, it's been, it's been like a couple weeks since we recorded, so I haven't watched a ton just cause I got my, uh, series X and I was playing various video games. Um, I really like a lot about it. Um, I think one of my favorite things about it is how fast it loads things and also how you can kind of like, you can pause a game and turn it off, come back like a day later and it just, it opens up right where you left off. 
Um, I think that's so brilliant. Uh, I, I hooked it up to all my like Google Home mini stuff. So I just have commands for it. And I think that's, that's brilliant also. Um, ooh, and I forgot to write this in here, but I did watch uh, Return of the... I'm sorry, I watched The Two Towers in 4K because I have the discs. It looks amazing. The Helm's Deep Battle was great. I watched Terminator Salvation, which I think that movie get, gets a lot of shit for because of the Christian Bale blow up. And I don't know, some people just don't like it, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. It's uh, It's been a while since I've seen it, and with fresh eyes, um, I enjoyed it. If you point you know? that gun at someone, you better be prepared to use it. I know, that was great. And I really miss him. Anton Yelich, was that his name? Yelchin? Yelchin. Yeah, I really miss him. He was a good actor, and it was very tragic how he passed, but... Um, so then I also watched the boys season two. I I was only about two episodes in. I took a break and then I just binged the final six episodes. Really good. I don't know if you've seen the boys, uh, but yeah, it's dark. It's, it's got a really good storyline and I was, I was enthralled. Sure. I watched the first season, uh, when I was making my transition from Washington to California Mm -hmm. and, um, I watched it on a cot (laughs) of all places. (laughs) Is this the army? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just. I was being held up in a in a, in a little room with with a cot, and I was watching the boys, and I binged I binged them all pretty quickly, um, mm-hmm. like in like two or three days. But they're, they're kind of an emotional commitment. There's a lot going on on that show. Oh my god, there's a and ton. It's a lot. It's a lot to digest. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, like I understand, like watching two and then taking a break because I was pretty much doing that as well. Where I was just like, man, I just I need to like go sit in the sun for a little while or read a book. I don't know, but I just felt like drained after every yeah. episode. Yeah. I, uh, I went and I, I went for a run in between episodes just cause I was like, all right. But then I came back cause I'm like, I gotta see how it ends. <laughs> cause sure. it was, uh, it was okay. good. And episode eight was very good, but anyhow, uh, then Batman, the animated series, I already own it. No surprise there, but it is on HBO max now. So I started playing it. Uh, the weird thing about it is, HBO Max has it as seasons, but the ones that I own, the actual, well, the digital copies, they're in volumes, like volume one, two, and three, but they're all out of order because my volume one is completely different than season one on HBO Max. So that was kind of weird. So I was like, whatever, I'll just start at season one. And uh, I just forgot how much I love. I didn't forget. I mean, I love Batman the Animated Series. I think it's just brilliant. I watch Basketball. Always (laughs) funny. Always hilarious. Um, Wonder Woman 1984, which was maybe a five out of 10 for me. It was really long. Uh, I really liked the actors in it um, and I liked the fight scenes, but otherwise it was a hot load of garbage and that's all I'll say. And then I rewatched Hot Fuzz again. Um, I laughed and laughed and laughed because that movie is so funny. The great yeah, that, that movie is easily like it, it, it keeps making its way closer and closer to like my top five films yeah. of all time it's so good <laughs> nobody tells me nothing <laughs> god it's so funny i can't believe like it, it is one yeah that i appreciated way more in later life and after we did the episode on this i've seen it probably three times since and it is so fucking funny each time i watch it i just i'm like crying laughing yeah it's a good one. Oh man so that's all i watch what about you man that's a lot that's i'm proud of you um gee i've been playing a lot of video games i'm playing a lot of dark souls beat it i'm excited uh started two and then skipped it and then it went to dark souls three isn't that really hard isn't it yeah I've they're never incredibly dark hard souls. Oh, yeah okay. they're, they're ridiculously hard and it's fun though it's very rewarding like honestly when i beat dark souls last wednesday it was like euphoric i don't know if i've ever felt that amazing <laughs> after beating the game <laughs> and, 
Enya started playing in the background and <laughs> yeah. a, water, a waterfall opened up in your backyard somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, it was nuts. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I got to the last guy like at seven o'clock at night and then I beat him like around 914. And I was like, holy shit, I am the fucking man, man. And I just was so excited. <laughs> and uh, I, I couldn't even, I was acting weird. I was all jittery and... <laughs> And I, like, I was just on like this weird high. I can't explain it. And I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I mean, Dark Souls. Let me have this. And so I was just in like a, a weird mood. I, I, I can't explain it. I had this energy and um, I could I kind of powered a building with it. I was I was raw power, man. And then um, 9,000. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, Cobra Kai season three that came out on the New Year's Day, and wouldn't Ooh. you know it, at midnight on New Year's Eve, going into New Year's Day, technically, I guess, uh, I watched the first five episodes, went to bed at three in the morning, woke up around eight o'clock or so, and then I watched the last five episodes. <laughs> I had it done before noon, so in less than twelve hours, she was she was done, and I was so excited, and I couldn't really say anything because there's a lot that happens, and I'm just like fuck i need everybody to watch this already so i can talk about it and so just like a little little kid with a secret that i just couldn't keep and i was just running around and sitting on my hands and just trying really hard not to go on the twitter and and just tell the whole world all about how amazing cobra kai season three was yeah i uh i'll watch it soon i've just been it's like when you get a, a nice big dessert like a piece a big cake you don't want to eat it all all at once right but i mean sometimes you do so i'll do that soon sure yeah i watch wonder woman 1984 there i watched um a documentary uh McEnroe and borg fire and ice which was a lot of fun <laughs> and then um uh what else i want live for your die hard which I, I fucking love that movie i think it's so fun uh independence day and then into the spider-verse into the spider-verse i had playing whilst taking down christmas decorations there you go yeah i love that movie it's so good can't stop me now you cannot <laughs> it is impossible impossible <laughs> Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, it's pretty good. Fuck, I love that. In fact, I was taking down the ornaments when that scene was happening. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm just giggling, the trees all shaking because my titties are rubbing the branches and stuff. It was great. Oh, anyway, man. so good. Are you ready to talk about this week's motion picture show? Hell yeah, man. All right. So we're going to do Napoleon Dynamite this week. Very excited. Came out in 2004, directed by Jared Hess who you might also know from uh, Nacho Libre, uh, was written by Jared Hess and his wife, Jerusha Hess. I did not know that until two days ago. Nice. Yeah, a little combo there. The one-two, as it were. The film stars, <laughs> like that, uh, John, what is it, uh, Heater? John I Heater? Heater, yeah. Yeah. And how do you say this next one? Tina Majorino? <laughs> I say Majorino. <laughs> yeah, that's what it she's is. From, she's in Waterworld, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Majorino. I just like saying Majorino. <laughs> so stupid. Um, you also have Efren Ramirez, John Grease, uh, or Grise, rather. I, I think he is so funny. Um, yep. Uncle Rico. Aaron Rule, <laughs> Diedrich Batter, and uh, Chandra, Chandrella Avery. She is LaFonda. LaFonda is the best thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> I'm 100% sure she's my soulmate. <laughs> so great. Ugh. As far as the reviews go, critical reception. This is where it gets interesting because it is certified fresh at a whopping 72% on the old tomato meter there. The audience score is 74%. So you have that. There's 26 people on the planet that just don't. 
26% of the people that watch this movie don't enjoy it. <laughs> Weird. Um, and I feel like I know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every They're time I have friends. a conversation <laughs> with, with someone about Napoleon Dynamite, they just don't, they don't get it. They're not into it. They don't laugh. They don't like it. They're just like, eh, fuck that movie. Not my <laughs> cup of tea, which is pretty interesting. So uh, some of the reviews that you got here, you have uh, Nell Minow from Common Sense Media, one of a kind high school comedy for the family. Yes, for the family. You know, there isn't a, there are no swear words in this film. No nudity. No drug use, I don't think. <laughs> I don't remember drugs. Do you remember? There's no drugs. Just no. animal cruelty, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing. Um, which is a big one for me. But it uh, somehow did not take away my enjoyment of this movie. Uh, Rachel Wagner, formerly of rachelreviews.net.org.edu, now has Rachel Reviews YouTube channel. So check Ooh. that out. Uh, she says it actually lived up to the hype. So she didn't see it when it came out, apparently. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's always hard, right? When when there becomes a, a cultural phenomenon, which I would say Napoleon Dynamite is. I think it took the world Absolutely. by storm eventually. Um, there is an expectation that comes with that, that it's going to be amazing. And that can definitely have an impact on your viewing experience. Mm-hmm. So, like, my mom can never watch Titanic because she hasn't seen it yet. And it's like the number two movie of all time or whatever. So, <laughs> or three, I guess it would be three. It's Avengers now, right? And then yeah. Avatar and then Titanic, maybe. I do like Titanic. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, as far as negative reviews go, you have Tim Brayton from Antagony and Ecstasy. Says there's something distinctly sour tasting in how long the film lingers on its characters doubling down on their awkwardness, which I actually appreciate. <laughs> I like how it's just a close up on someone's like on Napoleon's face and he's just like breathing and his mouth is open. Like, I love that. I knew a kid just like that. It just makes me laugh so bad. I was best buddies with this kid too. Nice. Um, was it you, Justin? Was that no, 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 ah. <laughs> uh, his name was Doug. Finding man. A woman got between us. Oh. Yeah. We we are no longer friends. Sorry. Because of a woman. Doug, if you're listening out there, we want to make amends. Mm. <laughs> no, we don't. don't Never mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> we tried and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Justin's yeah. a bigger man. <laughs> I definitely tried and it didn't work out. Yeah. Anyway. This I still see Doug when I when I hear this guy breathe. Though it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope you're doing well, finding man. Up ten all the way. Uh, David Keys from Cinemafile.org says the approach has all the lasting charm of a train derailment, but at least the train is going somewhere before it is brought to disaster. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. I need to take a chill pill, Mr. Keys. Lighten up, bro. Yeah, relax. Come with the weight. Uh, let's see here. The budget was only $400,000. Not too shabby. Most of us have that in our bank account these days. Yeah. <laughs> right? How much, movie, how much does the movie cost? Like a thousand bucks? I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Man. This one's to set him back a couple hundred bucks. 
Let's see. Opening weekend at $116,000. And that was on June 13th, 2004. It grossed in the, uh, the United States at $44.5 million. Quite a success from $400,000 to $44.5 million. The worldwide gross is $46 million, which I guess the rest of the world doesn't get it either. <laughs> They're lumped in with that other 26%. <laughs> That's a pretty successful movie financially, I will say. Uh, so John Heater was paid $1,000 to play Napoleon Dynamite. The movie grossed over $40 million in the United States. I really hope that they worked out something and gave him more than a grand. I'm sure well, they it, did. It was his first feature film, too, by the way. And I'm pretty sure that he was in the short that preceded it as well. Mm, okay. Well, they probably worked out something and were like, hey, here's uh, Jelly of the Month Club membership or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so keep long. <laughs> Uh, the movie featured one of the longest credited cast lists in movie history. All 181 student extras names are listed in the closing credits. I'll be. Both John Heater and Efren Ramirez, who played Pedro, who played the lead characters in the movie, have an identical twin in real life. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. Uncle Rico's girlfriend, who rides up to him on her bicycle at the end of the film, is Aaron Rule's wife in real life. Oh, that's sweet. In Rex's dojo, Bowdy Sensei, near the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Bowdy Sensei! <laughs> Holy shit, that's so But dressed like Peter Pan over here. <laughs> uh, let me preface this episode by saying we're going to be laughing and laughing and laughing, and it's okay. I was okay. laughing. Because it's so funny. But uh, in Rex's dojo near the beginning of the movie, the words, I shall respect Rex, I shall never misuse Rekwondo, I shall be a champion of freedom and justice, are seen above the large mirror Rex stands in front of. It, I totally had a Cobra Kai vibe when I was watching that too. I thought that was awesome. Um, and then finally, Napoleon Dynamite is one of the all-time favorite movies of the Silence of the Lambs director, Jonathan Demi. Dem? Demi? Uh, he was one of the Hollywood celebrities who was interviewed for a book called You Gotta See This. In the book, he said that the movie did something new on screen and it moved and delighted him. Did it do something new? Interesting. All right, well, let's get into a synopsis real quick. So Napoleon Dynamite is a socially awkward 16-year-old mouth breather <laughs> from Preston, Idaho, who lives with his grandmother, Carlinda Dynamite, and his older brother, Kipling Ronald Kip Dynamite. Kip, 32, is unemployed and boasts of spending hours on the internet chat rooms with his girlfriends and aspiring to be a cage fighter. <laughs> Napoleon daydreams his way through school doodling ligers and fantasy creatures and reluctantly deals with the various bullies who torment him, particularly the obnoxious sports jock Don and the school bully Randy. Napoleon likes to make up stories about himself and his outlandish skills while having a sullen and aloof personality. Freaking 12 gauge, what do you think? <laughs> Napoleon's you know grandmother. What, though, real quick, I think it <laughs> yeah. is pretty cool that the Don never really picks on him per se. Like he's not violent yeah. towards him. There is that other kid that's a bully, but Don is not. He even offers him, you know, the little charm mm -hmm. and he's gonna hand him a vote for summer like pamphlet. So I mean, he's a douche, but he's not really like a dick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There's definitely a line that is drawn in this movie, and and Don is not mean towards Napoleon. Yeah, he's like a passive bully. He <laughs> he he says those. He's like, "Tell us again what you did in the summer. I was hunting wolverines with my uncle in Alaska." <laughs> right, that could be a lot worse. I mean, he just probably yeah. likes like yeah. He's such an interesting character that he's just like, "I gotta hear the story again." Exactly, which is pretty funny. 
I can't stand the part when he's when Summer does her routine and he's like he stands up and he does his clap and he's like pulling his shirt like he needs to uh, yeah, like cool hot. down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, it's so funny. Fuck that guy. And but, then he like does like that little like roo 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 kind of yeah. like thing with his fist. Oh my god. The air the fist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me get through this. Alright, so Napoleon's grandmother breaks her cockix in a quad bike accident. <laughs> I can't even spell that word, by the way. <laughs> Neither can I. Um, in a in a quad bike accident and asks their uncle Rico to look after the boys while she recovers. Rico, a middle-aged and flirtatious former athlete who lives in a camper van, treats Napoleon like a child. He uses the visiting opportunity to team up with Kip in a get-rich-quick scheme to sell items door-to-door. Kip wants money to visit his internet girlfriend, LaFonda, while Rico relives riches... What? While we, Rico oh, believes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. While Rico believes riches will help him get over his failed dreams of, of National Football League stardom and the recent breakup with his girlfriend. Napoleon becomes friends with two students at his school, Deb, a shy girl who runs various small businesses to raise money for college, and Pedro, Your a mom bo- goes to college. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> and Pedro, a bold yet calm transfer student from Juarez, Mexico. Uh, preparations begin for the high school dance. Pedro asks Summer Wheatley, a popular and snobby girl, to be his dance partner, but is rebuffed. He then asks Deb, who gladly accepts. Pedro encourages an upset Napoleon to find a date for himself, and he picks a popular classmate, Trisha, from the school yearbook. As a gift, he draws an unintentionally bad picture of her (laughs) and delivers it to Trisha's mother, who is one of Rico's customers. Rico tells embarrassing stories about Napoleon to evoke uh, sympathy from Trisha's mother, who buys his wares and forces Trisha to reluctantly accept Napoleon's invitation. Trisha appears at the dance with Napoleon, but soon abandons him, causing Deb to dance with Napoleon. Inspired by an election poster at the dance, Pater decides to run for class president, pitting him against Summer. The factions of the two candidates put up flyers and hand out trinkets to students to attract voters. To increase their respect by demonstrating skills, Napoleon and Pedro enter a future Farmers of America competition, grading milk and cow udders. They do well and win medals, but this does little for their popularity. Incidentally, Napoleon visits a thrift store and buys an instructional dance VHS called Dequan's Dance Grooves, becoming a skillful dancer. Yes. (laughs) Kip's... Kip's girlfriend, LaFonda, arrives from Detroit and gives him an urban makeover, outfitting him in hip-hop regalia. Seeing that he dances, LaFonda gives Napoleon a mixtape. Rico's ongoing sales scheme causes friction with Napoleon as he continues to spread embarrassing rumors about him to prospective customers. Rico tries to sell Deb a breast enhancement product, claiming it was Napoleon's suggestion, which causes her to break off their friendship. His scheme ends after the sales pitch to the wife of the town's martial arts instructor, Rex, goes awry. Rex assaults Rico after unexpectedly arriving during his demonstration of the breast enhancement product. Summer gives a speech before the student body on election day and then presents a dance skit to Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys with a school club. A despondent Pedro gives an unimpressive speech after discovering he is also required to perform a skit. To save Pedro's campaign, Napoleon, ah, Napoleon gives the sound engineer LaFonda's mixtape and spontaneously performs an elaborate dance routine to Canned Heat by Jamiroquai. Napoleon's routine receives a standing ovation from students stunning Summer and her boyfriend Dom. The film concludes with Pedro becoming the class president, Kip and LaFonda leaving on a bus for Michigan, Rico reuniting with his estranged girlfriend, Grandma returning from the hospital, and Napoleon and Deb reconciling and playing tetherball. 
In a post-credit scene, Kip and LaFonda are married in an outdoor ceremony in Preston. Napoleon, absent for the vows, arrives riding a horse, claiming that it is a wild honeymoon stallion that he has tamed himself. Kip flicks LaFonda's garter as a keepsake towards Napoleon, Pedro, and Rico, who catches it, before he and LaFonda ride off across the fields. You know what? I did not watch that post-credit scene. Interesting. Well, the more you know. Yeah. So that's Napoleon Dynamite, and it is hilarious, as you can tell. But <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, I might, uh, yeah, there's a lot of... This film doesn't sit well with a lot of my friends, and some some of the funniest people that I know are just unable to find even the slightest bit of joy in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and, you know, they've seen it once, and they won't bother a second time. When did you first see this movie? Did you enjoy it? And have you seen it multiple times? I find that so interesting that... Uh, you know, you have a, a good amount of friends that just don't, they don't get it and they don't like it. Cause I've also heard the same from just various people that I know that they never really got it. But I think that that depends on kind of at what point in your life did you, did you watch it? So I saw it in 2004 when it came out on, on DVD, I think, um, because there was a, a pretty grassroots uh, marketing campaign through MTV and the likes, but everyone at school was quoting it. So I had to naturally see it at that point. I absolutely loved it when it came out. I thought it was so funny. And mostly because people were, were quoting it, I was like, oh, there, he said it. He said, tots, gosh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, but it, I, I, the more I thought about it too, like the humor is just right up my alley. And a big reason I like doing this podcast is because I like to re-examine films that I maybe thought were funny when I was younger and look at them now. And this one just holds up. If anything, it gets funnier for me. I, I absolutely love this movie. Um, so I've seen it probably like 15 times. And um, I, I, it's, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Why do you think, why do you think people don't really like it? Why do you think your friends really don't like it? I don't know. I haven't, <laughs> That's one nut I can't crack, man, because I'm just laughing my ass off, my sides hurt. I think it's so funny, and and it's one of those movies that I don't even quote while I'm watching it. I just fucking sit there and just laugh and just soak it in. So no. many, like Casino, I can't watch without saying every damn line, but with Napoleon Dynamite, it's, I just sit there in silence and just, just crack up laughing when, when this stuff happens, and I don't know what it is about this movie, but it just resonates so well with me. I can't. I can't put my finger on it. I just think it's so funny. I, I do believe that growing up in a small town has something to do with it. And I see a lot of people that I know in the characters, not in specific characters, but just sort of in a roundabout way. I feel like I have met every one of the people that's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just, I love it. it. It cracks me up, man. And just the relationship between Kip and Napoleon, when they, when he calls him from the, the school phone, it just... That's when I just, I love it. It, it sinks in. Eat all the freaking chips. <laughs> yeah, like, because I mean, at the beginning it opens with with him getting on the bus. And he's just a weirdo that has like a, a like a wrestling toy or something that he puts like on a fishing line <laughs> and throws it on the bus. I he don't know. He thinks he's so cool when he does it too. How he like, he's secretive about opening the window and just kind of tosses it over his shoulder. It makes no fucking sense, but I, it was so funny though. <laughs> I know. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Just, what are you I gonna do that. today, Napoleon? <laughs> like, what do I feel like, God? Oh my God! And he's got a little trapper keeper and everything, and and that's another thing that I like about it too. Like in a, in a Wes Anderson sort of way, just there's Absolutely. so much going on in the background and with their clothes or or posters on the wall, the shirts that they're wearing, uh, just the things that they're buying at the store. There's just so many things that just connect with me on some weird level that I just really really appreciate. 
Yeah. It, I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head with that, like how it kind of is this middle America style comedy that we don't really see. Because if you if you analyze this movie, it, the story isn't anything that's revolutionary. You know, it's kind of this frog that becomes a prince or whatever. Um, and it has a happy ending for all intents and purposes. The, a really good thing, though, it, it did is it inspired other types of middle class American family movies like um, Little Miss Sunshine or like Juno even where it has that same kind of weird style. But uh, Wes Anderson is, is, is the first thing that came to mind and you and I both love Wes Anderson. So I think that's maybe why we really enjoyed it a lot. Um, but I, I could see why people maybe wouldn't laugh at it. Uh, it. It's, it's like Monty Python for me. I, I understand and appreciate it's, it's comedic genius, but I just do not laugh very much at Monty Python. I'm like, when do I laugh? What's the punchline here? But right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It it can be tricky. And um, I, not all yeah. Monty Python's good either. I mean, there's it's that's the funny thing about comedy too, right? It's like there's there's one that's just gold, solid gold, and the other one's just garbage. And and that's fine. Not all your jokes can land. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I mean we we asked uh, on Twitter our, our buddy uh Stoltzken, he uh we asked what he thought and he he didn't really ever think it was funny. He just put, you know, I think because it was quoted so often on parts that I just thought weren't actually that funny. I watched it and was waiting for these moments to land. And I feel like they had been uh, co-opted by someone else who made them seem bigger. Also, comedy is a weird thing. I totally agree with him on that. I think people have more varied reactions to comedy than any other movie genre. He is absolutely right. And then you said, agreed. I laughed my way through the entirety of the film. It might be that I grew up in a small town and see pieces of my childhood and several of the characters, different strokes for different folks. And then he put, yep, we can articulate why something is scary or dramatic or exciting far better than why something is funny. It either makes you laugh or it doesn't. And who can argue? And he's absolutely right. I think that no one's wrong if they don't think this movie's funny. Uh, it's just you and I are the yahoos that just laugh every single time. Because, I mean, I, dude, I was laughing at the dumbest shit. Like, just the way he does things or when Kip was making the nachos and how one shot there's a little amount of cheese and then the very next shot where he's not grating, it's covered in cheese. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the, the editing is awesome in this. And when he's like, oh, sweet, shocks, pegs. Lucky, Lucky. It, like it edits how, how the edits are, are showed it is very much like a Wes Anderson movie. And I was just dying laughing and just like he goes over the bike jump and oh, my God, so fucking funny. Yeah, but, I think the, the only thing that really like grosses me out is when he's drinking the milk oh. and, and it's like close up on his teeth and it's just like film build up on his lips and, oh. and teeth. And it's yeah. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, he, like I licks that. his lips. Ugh, oh, I thought, but, sorry, I was thinking of the the juice thing when he's doing the chicken work and the guy cracks the egg and the oh, juice. Yeah, I hate that part too. It's you know, what I do gross. like about that part is when the guy touches his chest <laughs> and he's like, "Can't find my checkbook." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Dude, you looked in one place and there's no a pocket there." <laughs> Hope you don't mind a pay and change. <laughs> I like uh, the other guy. And he's like, "I found some arrowheads over by the creek." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Lyle, so or whatever his name was. Yeah. yeah. When did you first see it? Uh, the same time, like 2004. I didn't see it in a the theater. I, I I remember going to work, and my friend Sheila was like, "Oh my God, I saw Napoleon Dynamite." I was like, "Oh yeah, did you like it?" She's like, "It was kind of weird," <laughs> and I left it at that. I just I kind of had other stuff going on, and then uh, I saw it on on DVD when it came out, and I just ate it up, man. I loved it so much. I thought it was so freaking funny. Couldn't stop laughing. 
<laughs> Absolutely amazing. And I've since watched it at least 20 times. Yeah, totally. He's good. Now, did you go to school with a kid like Napoleon? And were they bullied? Um, <clears throat> So, not particularly like Napoleon or not exactly like him but I mean I definitely had some people who may have done things that could be looked at as weird like I knew some people who did things that could have been looked at as weird um there was this kid specifically who would run everywhere like between classes just like how Napoleon does uh, he was really cool though um I forgot his name but he actually was a really nice kid but we always he was a big wrestling fan and so was I so we we do the um, Booker T thing where he does like a spin and he goes, whoa. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we called him Booker T for a while, but it's pretty bad. I should probably remember his name. I think it was like Michael or something. But anyways, um, I, so I didn't really have that many um, that I knew about. I didn't have a Napoleon either. We, there were definitely kids that were peculiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's one kid that like kind of shrieked every now and again. I don't know, I don't know what his mm-hmm. deal was. Um uh yeah his name was brian and uh yeah he was a bit of a shrieker we had some i, I, mean, <laughs> I don't understand how his voice got as high as it did <laughs> i just remember like i would just be walking down the hall and you would just hear a shriek and you're like oh it's brian well we and we had some kids who were i mean i'm just trying to go back and think because i think a, a part of it for me was I was more like the Don approach with it, which I, I hate to admit is sometimes I would be like, Hey, tell me that story again. Almost in a point of not making fun of them. But if you do look at it retrospectively, yeah, I guess I, I was being a jerk to them and, and that wasn't cool, but it did make me upset when people were getting physical or people would uh, go out of their way to, to bully them or, or anything. And, and so we had, we had some kids that were like that. And I do remember I did stand up for some people, uh, but, but I definitely could have done better, you know, teenage Zach, the asshole, but it broke my heart, man. Yeah, that's sad. I remember uh, in elementary school, uh, there was a kid named Daryl and he was getting picked on. And this girl just leaped in like fucking wonder woman and started beating the shit of all these boys <laughs> that were picking on him. I, I came in like, as it was happening and she had her dukes up like that's how she learned how to fight. And she had her fists up and she was just pounding face. And it was so cool. Yeah. Good for her, man. I know. Right. I got I forget her name. I remember his. His name was Daryl. But um, I don't remember hers. But yeah, she beat the shit out of like three kids. There was this kid in second grade. I was at a new school, but it was like halfway through the year. He had um, a bladder issue. And so. I, long story short, I don't think he was necessarily fully potty trained. So he had a device that would beep every time he had to go to the bathroom, but he had to like run to the bathroom because, or else he'd pee his pants. Wow. And so, yeah. And, and he, he got teased a bunch. And I remember I saw, I was playing Foursquare cause I used, I used to love play Foursquare. Foursquare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I saw him over by the swing set one day and uh I, I think my friends were being jerks to me and i just was like you guys are stupid so i went over by the swings and i saw him crying and i was like you know i'm not gonna say his name but i was like kid why are you so what's going on what's sad and he's like they're making fun of me because of my problem and i was like forget those kids like they're losers they're not gonna be anything you know and i gave him like a good good talk and i'm like don't worry about that stuff this is this isn't a big problem and i'm like whoa second grade zach is smart he was so sweet he sent me a letter in the summertime and it said thank you for for helping me with my problem you're a really good person and all this and he mailed it to me and i was like mom i got this letter and she was like crying and i'm like what does it mean? <laughs> and I was like, is he just happy with me? But 
I, I mean, I've done things like that too. And I, I, I know I had the little bit of me, but the peer pressure in high school definitely made me be more like a Don character. Um, and I really, really wish I, I, I wouldn't do that. Now I'm just a big softy. I'm like, I want to go beat up kids now that are mean to other kids. Probably get thrown in jail though if I do that. So I can't, can't do that, but. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's tough, man. No, I just, I think that, um, you know, if my kids ever were to stand up to a bully or beat the hell out of another kid that was being rude to someone else, I would love them to death. You know, Absolutely. they would, I would, I would reward them. If I ever found out my child was the bully, then, um, you know, their Xbox or PlayStation is going to go to the kid that they were bullying. bullying. <laughs> I'm like, you better <laughs> hope that they want to be your friend. Cause if you ever want to play this again, it's going to be at their house. So good <laughs> yeah. luck with that. Exactly. Um, yeah. That would be sad. I know. So, I'm the same anyway. way, man. I'm the same way. If my kids, if my kids stand up to bullies, they're going to Dairy Queen, getting them a blizzard, any flavor. A good Dairy Cow is supposed to have like four. <laughs> so Uncle Rico has a pretty big chip on his shoulder. If Coach would have put him in, they'd have won state. Uh, of course, he's <laughs> he's hung up on that, uh, and you know, it's something that he has no control over. Uh, obviously, he was, on the, he was on the bench. <laughs> Couldn't have been that good. Um, do you have any regrets in life? Either like Rico, something that you had no control over, or perhaps maybe a mistake that you made <laughs> and you think about it often or to excess? I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the video and how ridiculous. Hey, you guys want to see my videotape? <laughs> now he, like, he just kind of sidearms it too. Oh, my fucking God. It's I like so it when awesome. After he sidearms it, he like puts his hands up like, hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah, do I have any regrets in life? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, I, I don't think... I think people can generally say they don't regret anything, but I I think if they really look at themselves and look at little things, then, yeah, I, I definitely think you can regret stuff. Um, <clears throat> so, in terms of, I guess, since it's topical, in terms of, like, sports and in, in high school, uh, I didn't take football as serious as I wanted to. Same thing with golf and baseball. Welcome to football day. <laughs> Except for that time. <laughs> I um I didn't play baseball in high school, but I played baseball growing up. And uh, I did play football growing up. And I, I just didn't really care about my fitness necessarily or, or focusing on the game. I did it because it was something I always did and it was just popular and fun. But I really wish I would have focused more on it. Uh, not to go pro or anything, but I think it would have just been very, very cool to uh, to experience that a little bit better. Um. Excuse me, especially since I I'm way more athletic now than I when I when I was a uh, when I was a lad. But uh, I also miss high school clubs like debate and um, like uh, not FFA. That's the way you but, do it. That's the way you debate. <laughs> not like not not like FFA, but uh, we had some other ones like DECA and everything. I wanted to do those and I should have done those. I just wanted to have more fun in high school. And I was like, oh, I don't need no clubs. But I'm just dumb. Same thing with like drama. I, I should have done uh, more drama and maybe gotten better at Spanish or something. But um, and then in terms of like life, I don't know, maybe investing in real estate or Bitcoin. If I did Bitcoin when it first came out, that'd be awesome. But uh, I don't have a time machine. I don't have no DeLorean there. Um, <laughs> hang on, let me or put the crystal. crystals. Let, let me put the crystals in. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, like in, in, in other parts of life, I think maybe like some relationships for sure. There's things I could have done differently. Um, 
and I don't, I'm not like Rico where I think about that all the time, but I do have some that are like, man, if I could have done this differently or focused on myself more, I would have been happier. Uh, but I don't dwell on that too much. I mean, I, I take the good with the bad and I, I learn from those situations. There was a teacher that I was thinking about the other day that really hit me. And, uh, I was kind of a bad student in his class, but it was, it was to get a, to get a romp, to get a laugh because I was the class clown. I definitely wasn't the only bad student. He, um, he wasn't the best teacher, but I don't think he deserved all the the uh, attitude from all the classmates. I remember one time he sent half the math class to detention and it was uh, it was an interesting day. But I think he got fired for something completely different. But I, I shouldn't have been such a jerk to him. And I mean, obviously, it's hard to to retrospectively look at that. But I, yeah, if I had if I could go back and, and, and fix those things, I think that it would maybe make me a better person. But I don't know. I'm pretty happy with who I am today. So That's I don't good. know. Yeah. What about you? Do you have do you have regrets? Uh, no, not really. I'm good. <laughs> Zero. You got eh. No regrets. None of them. Eh, I'm good. <laughs> I, this is the business we've chosen. That's true. I mean, I made my bed. I'm going to lay in it. You know, it is what it is. I make my bed every day right when I get out of it. I just put the I only sleep with a uh, comforter. So I just put the comforter over and then I just kind of fluff the pillows, make it look good. And there we go. It's like sweep it, oh, sweeping man. the dirt under the rug. I sleep under like 50 blankets. <laughs> I'm always so cold. I got really? a Rizzo and 50 blankets. Yeah. And they're like on half the bed because Alex is always hot. She's got a fan blowing on her. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm in a hoodie. I'm in my jammy pants. I got 50 <laughs> blankets. I got a Rizzo. And I'm just like, I'm like Kenny when he gets scared and I pull the cords <laughs> all tight around my face. I'm just always freezing. Interesting. I'm always hot. Those. I like I yeah I mean I sleep with a fan on all the time not on me per se but it's always I'm always sleeping in my underwear I can't do pajamas they're too it's too hot for me so oh, man I wear three pajamas <laughs> <laughs> fucking always freezing always always cold and I, I, mean, I exude so much heat too it drives everyone crazy yeah. I'm like a werewolf I'm like Jacob in that Twilight movie I'm hot very hot <laughs> yeah it's very hot <laughs> yeah so anyway. So Napoleon draws a picture of Trisha to win over her affection. <laughs> and it's um, amazing. I love it. Better than I could do any day of the week. Uh, uh, and Pedro builds a cake for summer. <laughs> I built her a cake or something. Uh, what crazy things did you do as young Zach to win over a lady? <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry. Um, every time I see that goddamn picture, I just I laugh because you're kind of expecting something that looks OK, but it is so ridiculous and I, I love it. It's awesome. But anyway, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, so one thing that I, I used to do was uh, I guess you call them candy grams. I would get these poster <laughs> candy boards. Candy gram. Uh, I'd get these po- <laughs> poster boards and I would write, you are 100 grand. And I'd tape like 100 grand right there and say, and I really enjoy all the Snickers that we have together. I would put things like that or like, you know, if you if if you go out with me, you're going to have a payday. Um, oh <laughs> it was pretty. I know, right? <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> 70% of the time, it worked every time. So... I was uh, not too bad until I started. I tried to pick up one of my teachers with it and that didn't work too well. But um, so and then I was like a simp at, at, at a certain point. I went to Hawaii with my family and I bought a whole bunch of souvenirs. Um, but I got four different souvenirs for four different girls in middle school. And I got friend zoned so quick. 
um yeah that wasn't that wasn't the best so that was my that was my baking the cake to them i also used to go to denny's we'd go like in high school when i could drive i'd ask a girl she wanted to go to denny's and i'd buy her like a i don't know grand slam or something like that <laughs> we can only go but on your birthday <laughs> so I'm <gonna> pay for <laughs> yeah i don't uh, i don't i don't do that anymore i don't even take myself to denny's anymore so uh yeah but th- those are my those are my, my 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 things that I use. Did you have any little uh, schnazzy Justin things? I feel like you could be up to some trouble. I don't, there was one time that I, I got this amazing idea to tape a dollar to a girl's front door. What? So I, was, <laughs> I was in elementary school. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I'm totally going to get this girl. And um, her name was Amy. And she she lived like six doors down. And I I taped a dollar bill to her front door and and I knocked and she wasn't even home. And as I go out front of her house, I see her and her sister playing in the street. And this car almost runs over her little sister who was like probably three. And I run over and I scoop her up and she misses the car. Thank God. And then uh, I was like, man, what are you doing playing in the street? (laughs) And then I gave her her sister back and I got, and I was mad and I left. (laughs) I was was like, can't be playing in the street like that. What's the matter with you? (laughs) <laughs> this car's going everywhere yeah i don't even think she ever knew that i gave her the dollar <laughs> i gave a dollar oh man ridiculous Crazy. that is that is pretty much it as far as like when i was a kid doing something that i thought was romantic i feel like I mean, you're I, I feel like you're a romantic guy though i feel like you, oh, you probably do I a lot am. of good stuff like that sure I, I, but i mean as a child i i didn't yeah that makes sense I didn't really have any cool cake baking skills when I was a child either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go to the local Albertsons and buy one. That's all I do. There you go. That worked. <laughs> oh, you know, one time uh, I got flowers for a girl once and I, I, I'm a fan of the doors. <laughs> I left her in front of her. She was sick and I was sad. And um, we had uh, we had just gotten married at the valentine's dance they did like these little weird like hey you're married kind of so i can't explain it but it was valentine's dance and they had like this little altar like a hopa that you would stand under and um and you would uh just pretend like you got married kind of thing anyway a couple days later she was sick and so i went to uh the store and i got her flowers and i left them on her door but she knew it was for me because i left a note with the flowers oh that's so sweet it it was more just a get well kind of thing but yeah was it? yeah no I, I feel you on that uh the um i remember one time i was when i was working for albertson's back in like 2006 maybe uh it was valentine's day and so i bought uh, a bunch of carnations because they're only 50 cents and i bought them for every female employee in my store and i walked around and gave them to them and i said because every lady deserves a flower on valentine's day oh man was i popular I was the most popular guy in that store for 24 hours. It was awesome. <laughs> so I, uh, the flowers thing, I've definitely done that before. And that's what I was trying to remember how many times I've done something they're like, like that. They're like, do you believe the asshole not going to carry this flower around <laughs> all day? <laughs> I'm trying to work here. I'm allergic to carnations. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> Don't I know it? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. What a there jack. I know. So what are your skills? You know, like nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. Girls only want boyfriends that got great skills. 
I am a level 72 on Call of Duty, um, but uh, I'm not that good. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really great at like outdoor activities, uh, hiking. I'm I'm a, I'm a klutz in, in person, man. Justin, I would knock over a, a boiling pot of water and slip on, an, on a roller skate and land on my high knee. Uh, I'm just so clumsy when I'm in the house or when I'm doing normal day, everyday stuff. But when I go outside, I am just deft. I am like, you know, quick. I'm everything. And so I'm really good at hiking, uh, snowshoeing, all that kind of stuff. I'm good at talking or not talking, um, cooking with my air fryer. That's really good, too. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good cook, but I'm really good at cooking with my air fryer. Uh, I'm good at bar trivia. I can uh, usually do pretty well especially movie yeah, rounds. Yeah, we won when we teamed up once. Uh, we did. We crushed it. Holy crap. Yeah, that's right. Because they had a music round too. And uh, the one I usually go up to in, in uh, Upper Queen Anne, well, pre-COVID, um, in the before time, they had uh, a lot of 80s music. And my buddy John, who I'd go with, he was like our ace in the hole. And I know you would be really good at that too, but it's always something I'm like, uh, I don't know, Duran Duran. So <laughs> the Beatles. Yeah, I'm just like the Pointer Sisters. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but uh yeah, so so that was always good. Oh, and then also um uh like crowd control. So uh, one of my favorite things when we were working at Target was setting up the Black Friday plan because I was just and same thing like my LOD shifts. I loved I don't want to say being in control, but I love being in <laughs> control. Like. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's just because, you know, we meticulous, meticulously plan it out. And when you see your plan come to fruition, it's so awesome. Um, I, I, it was like I had an answer for everything on, on the way it would work and whatnot. And I mean, you and I, we prevented losses those days. And I remember one of my last Black Fridays there, it went off without a hitch. And then there was this, this ORC crew that came in. And they were trying to steal Beats headphones, Xboxes, all that stuff. It was like a $3,200 attempt. It was a, a group of seven of them, right? And so it's just me and my my TPS, um, my security guard. And we're, we're not supposed to make an apprehension on it. So I'm like, all right, right. But I had all the chaos of Black Friday going on. Meanwhile, they're trying to steal. They have a lookout. They have a getaway driver, two getaway drivers. Um, they've been up and down, you know, stores left and right just that day. And so I had the wherewithal to be like, all right, you know, you stand by the door. I'm calling the cops right now. I gave the cop the phone to my TPS who spoke with them. I went out and I scared them off on the floor and they dumped. Yeah. Like two or three cartloads of stuff, man. It was crazy. And so then the cops actually stopped all of them and, and got their information and questioned them because they, they actually had uh, documented thefts from other stores. So it worked out pretty well. But, uh, you know, then as soon as that was done, got back to the sales. It was uh, one of those days, one of those 13, 14 hour days. It was great. <laughs> sure. So I, yeah, I remember that group or at least one like it where they came mm -hmm. in and they had like they had three shopping carts of like PlayStations and, and yeah. Xboxes. Yeah. And I was like, well, these clearly don't belong to anyone. <laughs> like, I grabbed two of the carts and I had some yo-yo that was working there. I was like, can you grab that third one? And I just took them to my office. Yeah. And your store was was hard because you had electronics right by that exit. And it's just like, yeah. oh, my God, you know, <laughs> you just yeah. push right out with it. It's uh, it's a bum bum. So, yeah, I also have the gift of gab. I realize that I can talk when I go on dates and stuff. I'm just a I'm, I'm a talker, You're a talker, <laughs> I'm a talker. <laughs> yeah, I ask the question. So they do all the talking. Uh, I know that's a good call. So <laughs> what would you say are your skills? That's what I'm going to ask for my next on my next date. <laughs> Yeah. oh yeah what are your skills uh i don't have a whole lot 
I I remember things. That's about it. That's an amazing skill, and you're very good at that. Uh, no, you're hilarious. So, um, our mutual friend Kyle, he was, he's like, Justin Cavender is like the funniest guy in the world. He, uh, I wish he like you could say I don't know shoelace, and he would laugh. Um, you're really funny, and I think it's it's great. And you are always smiling. You're always bringing people together. I think those are some good skills. Sure, I'm the you're glue. Good, you're good at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I wish I suck so bad. Oh, you beat me. Oh I yeah, su- well, I sucked at the arcade version. There's always a a better player. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a plan. Well, well <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I could I could have those games in like Call of Duty where I feel like I'm the greatest player in the world, and then the next match I just get murdered like 20 times, and yeah. I may have killed three people. I'm like, well, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> so the trick is to not be too good, so you don't go into those other brackets where everyone's amazing, and you're like, oh, okay. I can cope with mediocrity, mediocrity yeah. rather. Yeah. You're good at, uh, uh, no, at meetings and stuff too, right? Like, yeah, I love meetings. meetings. They're they're my favorite. I like I like talking. That's, that's no, <laughs> no no lie. I'm on three podcasts. And this yeah. one I actually do the most talking. You know, pixelated podcast. Stephen does all the talking. I just chime in like Ed McMahon every once in a while, and I laugh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's his show. I'm just I'm, I'm just there for the laughs. And um, it's great. I love it. And then Geek Legacy, I asked Dave and Randy questions, and they do all the talking. And uh, they're both two very smart men that have been in, in the Hollywood business for a while, so they can answer all the questions. Hollywood. And so that's a lot of fun. This one, this one, I get to just chat, and I like it. Yeah, I know. You uh, You definitely have the gift of gab, so look at that. See, you got all these skills. You got plenty I wish of I was skills. an artist. I would love to know how to paint. Mm-hmm. or draw <laughs> i get so jealous when i see people just turn nothing into something like it, it blows me away when i just see like street art or like a mural and it just looks like nothing and then all of a sudden it's this gorgeous painting i'm like holy shit mm-hmm. i wish i could do that i know i, I agree I, I lack <laughs> the vision <laughs> i'm not capable my hands they they don't have the magical touch yeah, I um I get weak at the knees when when a girl's like a good singer or she can play an instrument, and I'm like, oh, why'd you do that to me? So I think that's a really really cool skill to be artistic. I agree with you, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm lacking, and I'm not I'm not a religious person by any stretch of the imagination. But when I see like a super mega talented athlete, like a like a gold medalist Olympian or an artist that can just just make something that brings a tear to my eye, I'm just like. Man, I think I think God touched that person in some way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how is that possible? How is this human being so superior to everyone else? You know, it's like it's so crazy. Like, I've seen art that's just taking my breath away. I've seen I've seen people do some crazy stuff on 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 in arenas or on, on the grass or in a race car, and I'm just like, fuck me, man. That is one talented person, and right. uh, it's just always crazy. Yeah, like I can't, I cannot, I cannot do that, (laughs) (laughs) and I am jealous. But uh, oh well, what can you do? Now we all know Uncle Rico wants to go back in time to 1982. If you had a time machine, where or rather when in time would you go first? (laughs) I know you're into that cyberspace stuff, so (laughs) (laughs) take it easy. course i have thought about it for myself um or easy i've thought about it for myself <laughs> uh yeah so um to you know 
to when I was probably a junior in high school, I would, I had a moment with my, with my dad and I was on the football team. We had this, uh, I was at homecoming time. We would always have a tradition of like, you get your father and, um, he wears your Jersey for the game. And they like all the fathers go out on the field for, for pregame warmups to watch us. And then we do like a cool bonding moment. And I was an asshole and I didn't want my dad to be there for my junior and senior year. And, it still hurts me to this day that I didn't do that because I just had teenage angst and I was I was a prick. Right. So that's one of my big regrets. I mean, I would go back in time and smack young Zach in the face and be like, knock it off, dummy. Um, so I definitely do that. Uh, but otherwise, you know, if, if we're let's just say we're talking sports, I'll, I'll do the Uncle Rico thing. Like I said earlier, I would focus more on fitness and the sports I played. We for football, we would do two a days. Uh, it wasn't like hot or anything in, in Mount Vernon, but um, we'd do two days and my meal in between my lunch, we'd go to like Jack in the Box. So not the best food you should be putting in your body, but you know, whatever. That's what we did. So you would go back in time to tell yourself not to eat Jack in the Box in between football practice? Is that what you're telling me? You got a time machine and you're not going to go <laughs> do something amazing? Well, I'm not trying to be... Uh, we, setting aside the logistics of time travel and um, the different timelines, are we talking Avengers Endgame time travel? Just, or are we, are we talking Back to the Future? Hop in a DeLorean and go somewhere. I don't give okay. a shit. <laughs> well, well, I don't know what's going to tear the fabric of, uh, of the time Nothing. frame. There's continuum. no consequences. You oh, can okay. do whatever you want. You can have Lugal Maps for all I care. Lugal Maps. <laughs> um, yeah, so I definitely then invest on the ground floor of like Google or Microsoft or something. Um, same, same thing with Apple. And I just be like, no, I swear it's going to it's gonna work. I, I promise you. Um, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I you would go ahead like 300 years to see what the world's like or anything like that? Nah. I don't I don't need to see that man. I am um, not like necessarily something that you would exist not not in the time mm-hmm. that you would exist to yeah. where you are long since gone. I think that would be more fascinating. Like I would I wouldn't want to see like where I end up or anything like that, but I think it would be cool to jump 3 or 400 years in the future and see if space travel is a thing, you know, where sure. we're just hopping on different planets and and making magic happen or or what the world is like or even if the world exists anymore for all I know our the way that we are going, the world could end at any moment. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Yeah. And, and like, I'm sorry, Justin, I didn't know the rule of this time travel machine that you, you created. You just, but you just I forgot. I forgot the energy crystals. I'm sorry. I did not have the energy no crystals. Jack in the box. You go. You no, the man. Future. I'm talking, I'm talking about myself. All right. If I could do things differently about myself, like an uncle Rico, who's like, if I would have gone in fourth quarter for me, it's like, if I would have focused on, on my fitness in terms of like what I'm eating and stuff too, and just lived a better lifestyle, sure, that'd be fine. Sure. And, and so, so far, I'm doing a really good job for the past like 10, 15 years, but you know, and then, um, so, but I mean, yeah, sure. I, I would like to go into the future to see ba- maybe like what we've gotten to, but it also scares me because I look at events like today and I'm like, fuck man, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to focus on the future. It's going to be crazy times and it just keeps getting darker. I know that's incredibly pessimistic, but I don't know. So um, it is, it's tricky. I think going in the past would be neat to check out your ancestors. Uh, (laughs) They'd kill you, man. You can't can't arrive in a couple hundred years ago and in a time machine, tie you up and burn you. Dude, Bill and Ted did it. I can do it. Yeah, they almost died for 90 minutes. (laughs) I know, I know. But hey, 
I can survive. So that's probably what I do. But you're right. I think it would be fun to learn if we actually landed on the moon or <laughs> if we if we if we make it to Mars and we find Matt Damon up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Matt botanist. Damon. He's you know, science the shit out of this thing. I know. But is that it then? Would you would you only go forward, not backwards? Yeah, I'm not interested in, in the past. <laughs> I don't want to get killed. To the future. <laughs> your kids. We gotta do something about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I would go far. I wouldn't I wouldn't know I would not want to be alive in the time that I am visiting. Well, that's fascinating because what if you did go like three hundred years and the earth didn't exist? What would happen? Would you just be floating in space or I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the planet would still exist. It just wouldn't be in the same state that I knew it as. Just a bunch of orcs roaming the earth. We ain't unless, had nothing but like old giant... bread for three days. Three stinking days. Three stinking days. <laughs> um, unless like it was deep impact and a comet hit the earth. That's true. That would be bad. We need Elijah to save us. Yeah. That movie cracks me up. Everyone that wins the lottery gives up their seat. Yeah. They're like, I'm not going. You go. I'm going to get on the helicopter. I'm going to get on this dirt bike and drive all the way back. <laughs> I don't know. That was stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. I want to like it. I feel like I should like it, but I can't. Can't do it right now. It ain't no Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't see a dog on my couch. <laughs> oh, that's that's what else I watch. I watch Little Nicky. But were you drinking one of my Cokes? <laughs> My, my okay. One of my favorite lines <laughs> is when when one when they walk by when Adam Sandler walks by Tarantino and he's like sniffing and he's like, "You make the Lord very nervous." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I like that. And then after he spins his head around, I like it when the one guy's like, "How did do that? How did do that? How did do that?" I'd <laughs> be like. Okay, easy, Liberace. <laughs> yeah, I bet Liberace. you would, Elton John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whoa, easy there, Liberace. Easy there, Liberace. Okay, That's weird. Good. That's weird, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever, just drink it, man. <laughs> yeah, just drink it. <laughs> mm, oh, schnapps. Peppermint schnapps. Yeah, I, that movie's funny. I, I used to think that movie's so stupid, but I was I was laughing a lot when I watched it the other day. I love Harvey Keitel, too. <laughs> Yeah, I was so I was supposed to see Castaway at like a special screening and I couldn't find the theater. Like it was just <laughs> it didn't exist. <laughs> like it was all a lie. But I had this awesome invitation to go and it, it the theater was not there. And so I went into a different theater that I knew about and I watched Little Nicky instead. And it was delightful. Quite the quite the alternative though. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely was. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. So Napoleon crushes it on stage with his dance routine. Have you ever dabbled in performing arts, either in school or as an adult? Walk me through your process. Were you nervous? Did you enjoy yourself? And what was the reaction from the audience? Yeah, man. Uh, elementary school through, I guess you could say like freshman year, I... I liked to be in plays. I liked to perform. Uh, it was mostly through school school stuff because I never really pressed on to any other bigger productions. Um, but I should have stuck with it. Honestly, I should have, I did drama freshman year and I really enjoyed it, but 
again, another thing I didn't take super serious. And I really like acting and dancing and singing and all the pageantry. So um, I did uh, a bunch of assemblies too in leadership when I was in leadership class. So we put one on when I was a junior and a senior and they were great um, in front of, you know, like, I don't know, 1500 kids or whatever you're all eyes are on you and you get some chuckles. So that's always rewarding. But in, in middle school, I remember I was in a play and I played the comic relief surprise, surprise, but I had a solo. I had a song that I sang. Were and, these uh, original plays or were they ones that they were, like were classics? They were, I mean, they were written by somebody, but it wasn't like a classic. It was called, I want my mummy. And, uh, it was about this family that tries to move into, um, a haunted house but they they want to kick out the the Frankenstein people and whatever the Dr. Frankenstein. And I don't know. Anyways, I still remember my song and it was great. Uh, I used to practice it all the time, but um, I definitely was a comic relief and I had a lot of laughs. So that was fun. But um, yeah, and same thing in middle school, too. I was I uh, did some different assemblies and people were chuckling and it was great. What's an I, assembly? Oh, you don't know what an assembly is? Oh, shit. It's uh, it's like a, a gathering like you do uh, in school. Well, I know what assemblies are, but what is your role? In assembly, oh, so because it was it, always for us, it was always just the students went to like the auditorium yeah. and we had to listen to some leader or faculty member give us a, a speech or a rundown of what's happening. And then that was the end of it. I never yeah. saw any student participation. So we in middle school, uh, yeah, we went into like the giant cafeteria and we put on I was in student body. And so we put on um a couple different shows to just kind of, I think it was like an entertainment thing. So we did one that like was a USO show. <laughs> it was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I, and, uh, I was the first one we did, like I was Al Gore and my friend was, was, uh, George W. Bush. And we did the whole lockbox shit from like SNL. It wasn't very funny, but then my eighth grade year, uh, we did basically whose line is that anyways. And that's when I got to do my improv and that was fun. There were a lot of people laughing, and I got, you know, people asking for autographs at the end of it. Uh, it was great. So then uh, high school, I was in leadership class and that was one of my favorites. But we uh, basically you learn how to be a leader. That's pretty much what you do. And we we got to host the assemblies, which is really cool. So we put one on for winter sports um, that just kind of got you, you excited about it. Like our whole homecoming week, we would have assemblies around that just to get everybody pumped up, you know. And so we did how the Grinch stole winter sports. Um, I thought it was really fun, but I player, I played uh, mayor may dog and it was cool, man. I mean, I, I just, all that kind of stuff. It was, it was neat. It was neat to do. And I, I wish I would have uh, stuck with it more, but hmm. alas, well, here we are. Sure. So in that note, since you wish you stuck with it more, is there anything that you would like to add to your resume in the future in the realm of performing arts? Oh yeah. I mean, so I, I know you're not a fan of musicals, but I really like musicals. And I think I've I've liked them as I've gotten older in life. I really want to sing in a band or something. Uh, so outside of a musical, I do want to sing in like a band. In college, my friend was working on something and he wanted me to sing because we used to play the, the game rock band all the time. And I was a singer and I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not confident. He's like, no, dude, I think you have a pretty good voice and I think you can you can make it work. But I think my uh, skepticism is is ultimately why it didn't work out. Now that I have more confidence, uh, I think I could do okay. Um, so that's something that I would would like to do. I don't think I'm an amazing singer by any stretch, but I think I'm okay. So yeah, and I've I've like dipped my feet um, 
in in various things too um yeah i mean a musical would be great because like i could learn a schnazzy dance too and like a number uh but yeah those are the things i want to focus on what about you um yeah i think i would always i've always wanted to do like a open mic and do like a comedy bit i think that'd be fun do some stand-up Ooh, Triff Godians. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I would love to do stand-up. I mean, I don't have I have some material, but I don't I don't know if I have the courage that I need to go up and do it, but I would definitely want to. You'd be like, what's the deal with deodorant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not clever enough for the observational humor. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. That'd be funny. I'd laugh. I'd be the, yeah. the guy in front just chuckling. I have some. I know some people that are terrific audience, <laughs> and I would make sure that they were in the seats. That's for sure. There's some folks that just laugh at every goddamn thing I say, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm like, oh man, I love hanging out with this person. They laugh at everything. Because <laughs> I'm one of those assholes. Just the stupid oh. shit that you say. I'm like, where do you think of this? Where do you pull this from? This is awesome. I know. So. Napoleon Dynamite is one of those indie darlings that cost next to nothing to make and takes the country by storm, literally becoming a cultural phenomenon, as we talked about earlier. Can you think of any other indie films that had a similar impact either for you or the movie-watching community? Indie? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I said it earlier, too, Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, I really enjoy that movie Yeah, but that, that wasn't really a cultural phenomenon, though, I don't think. I think it was. Well, I don't know. No. If, okay, it's not. A, it's not a cultural phenomenon. I think though, it started. I mean, it's an indie film that got nominated for a bunch of awards, and I I really enjoy that movie. But okay, Pulp Fiction. How about that? I think that it got a lot of recognition. Um, oh, wait, I have a better one than Paranormal Activity. Okay, so I would probably say Blair Witch, uh, first. But yeah, okay. Paranormal is a good example. Both but I mean, them, I think both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because Blair Witch, I remember when that came out and I hadn't seen it, you know, everyone was talking about, oh, I got sick when I watched it, you know, and I think there was like a warning that said they were telling a disclaimer. They were like, hey, people are, are collapsing when they're watching Blair Witch or something like that. Or, <laughs> right, you know. right. But I mean, that's a movie that cost a couple bucks to make and it was found footage and there was confusion whether it was real. Um, you know, there's a pretty viral marketing campaign and. I think it just sort of showed the world that anybody can make a movie. And I thought, I think that's, I think it was right. a bit of a pioneer uh, for its time. So I think that, I think paranormal activity was my Blair Witch because Blair Witch came out when I was a young lad and paranormal came out when I was in college. And uh, PA had a lot of the same viral marketing where you know they're like ask your theater to to, to, to share normal yeah. activity <laughs> yeah ask your theater to show this movie or whatever it's the scariest and they'd sh- they do the trick where they have the excuse me where they have the night vision cameras that show the audience and they're like screaming and stuff i remember i saw it in theaters actually on uh not opening night but i saw it in theaters in in burlington at the cascade mall and they had the guy who was working there and came in, he's like, all right, we're going to do a scream contest. So who wants to do it? Whoever wants to scream the loudest. And this guy won. <laughs> he had the loudest uh, screeching scream. But uh, yeah, I was, uh, I think that one's a good good example. Or maybe like, uh, I wrote some down. Um, Rocky? What about Rocky? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that, that started out as like a, a no budget, you know, 
uh, Stallone bet on himself kind of movie thing, and it became a cultural worldwide phenomenon. Worldwide, wide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's it, it's hard though to think of any that maybe had as uh, big of an impact as Napoleon Dynamite did. Because shit, you had people dressing up as Napoleon all the time. People saying whatever I want to do. Gosh. And it's it's hard for me to go throughout the day without thinking of a quote or quoting anything from that. Like you and I are always saying, your mom goes to college or things like that. Sure. Um, but I think, I mean, like Rocky is interesting because that was like, you know, that's like an MGM movie. You know, that's like old Hollywood that ultimately distributed the film. True. It is. It's tough. I mean, I don't think it happens often. No. I, mean, I, think, we're, I think we're reaching for mm-hmm. titles. I think Blair uh, Witch just, for sure. Blair Witch for sure. And then Napoleon. Yeah. Huh. Crazy stuff. Man. But I mean, I mean, Rocky, you know, you bring up an interesting point about Rocky because, you know, it had a budget of under a million dollars and it made 225 million. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of money. And it, I mean, it put, it put Stallone on the map. You know, it, it won best picture. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a tough, tough question. I'm sure we'll think of a hundred of them after. I know. know, but it's always the way it works. Uh, but final thoughts: uh, what what letter grade do you give this movie? Oh man, A plus. I love this movie, and it's not it's not a great movie by any stretch. But I I just think it's it's based off of my memories, and and just like Ken was saying, um, how you know how how you grew up, how you watched it. That's that's basically why it it's so good, um, in in my opinion, and. I think it's a, it's a, it's a pretty solid message though. You know, it's like do what makes you happy. That's pretty much what Napoleon does. Yeah, he he exaggerates and he lives in his own little world, but you know, he doesn't give a fuck about other people's opinions and as long as you're existing and living happy in this world, who cares? I don't like that he gets bullied, but you know, it's his dance is pretty awesome and he almost has a point of redemption in it. <laughs> I was school today. The worst day in my life. <laughs> what do you think? Gosh. <laughs> Tina, get your ham. <laughs> Oh, poor kid. Oh, and every time every time I'm thinking of like a quesadilla, I say make yourself a dang quesadilla. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? There's I, I a quote lot of... that movie so much. But yeah, I don't know. Um, what are your what's what's your letter grade on it? Oh yeah, it's totally A plus for me, man. I fucking love this movie. I think it's so great. It's so charming, so funny. And it is awkward. And I think that's what I like about it. Oh. Well, I mean, anyone that's listened to this podcast for a while knows that I love feeling uncomfortable and weird in a movie setting. And I think that Napoleon dynamite is just excels at making (laughs) things weird and uncomfortable. Everything about it is just so bizarre. And uncle Rico is such a creep. I I know dude, I wrote down some of my favorite moments, but I stopped writing because I was like, this is going to be too much. Cause I, I just laugh at all these, but when Rico's eating the onion rings and he starts to kind of flex, he crosses his arm and he kind of flex. (laughs) So dumb. And Kip's just like twirling around his yeah. straw and his milkshake or whatever or soda. So she's, uh, she's got a sandy blonde hair and a real pre- pre- pretty good looking face. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of TO'd because she hasn't sent me a full body shot yet. <laughs> that oh sounds pretty God. good. Well, and it's it's a stupid part, but when he dips the onion ring and he spills the sauce on his arm and he kind of looks down and wipes it up, <laughs> I think it's so funny. I know, it's so great. Um, I like the sledgehammer bike jump. I was, I was dying when Napoleon takes the turn. It's a sledgehammer. Uh, it's a sledgehammer. Oh my god! When he 
when he when Napoleon throws like that melon at yes. his van and he <laughs> screams. It's, I, 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 I usually rewind it like three times because I think it's so funny. And there's only a handful of movies that have done that. And the yeah. only one I can think of off the top of my head is in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when the sister kicks Rooney in the face like three times. <laughs> I rewound that a thousand times when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jennifer Grey. I like, uh, you know, because I look like Peter Pan over here. I love Rex Quando, um, the Trisha drawing. I laugh and laugh and laugh when Rico throws the stake at Napoleon when he's on the bike. I think that's hilarious. He's like, that's what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not a meat eater. No. Uh, really? Yeah, Uncle Rico. And so he actually spits out every piece that he puts in his mouth. Oh, yeah. That steak looked not very good. I was like, yeah. well, it's yeah, all eats, red. <laughs> eats a lot of steak. I mean, I used to eat red steak, but oh, I just right. it doesn't look good now. So he was in Real Genius. Did you see that movie? Uh, with, with Val, Val Kilmer? Kilmer? No, yeah. I know what it He's is. Laszlo. Hmm. Oh my god, it's fucking so funny. It's on. Uh, it's on Stars. No, oh, I have Stars. <laughs> Die Hard Two was on Stars for a really long time. Oh my god, I, I know it's dead. My sister's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Sell it oh. to you. So, yeah, man, um, love the movie. Absolutely love it. It's a classic, in my opinion. Um, I totally understand what people are saying about, you know, it's they just don't find it funny. Um, maybe give it another chance. But otherwise, yeah, I, I can't really convince you. It's um, it's just yeah. one of those, those classics. If you don't if you don't like it now. <laughs> yeah. A hundred viewings, even in a in a clockwork orange chair, you're never going to appreciate it. Ugh, that's a movie too that took me three sittings to watch. I don't like that movie, but anyway, it's kind of long. Yeah, yeah, it's really long. All the milk and everything. So, yeah, milk uh, bars—they're into that. Yeah, is uh, is that it? Is that the show? I think so, man. Take us out. Cool beans. Well, um, thank you for listening and making your wildest dreams come true to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter uh, at dbcrazypod, at edgyarmo, and at zachdale60, where you can share your thoughts with us, and we will discuss them on our show. Heck, you can even tell us what movie you think we should watch for our next episode. We love suggestions, so please, please, please send us your suggestions. Please also be sure to check out the fantastic Geek Legacy podcast with David, Randy, and Justin. Uh, Find young men uptown all the way, as well as the pixelated podcast with Stephen K. James. The man is a video game savant. All that we ask is please don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much.